Welcome to the Bunching Podcast. It's been so long since we've recorded our last episode. Like a couple of seconds. Yeah. In fact, this is the same track. It's the, we've been on the same bomb track for over an hour now, boy. Just over an hour. <laughs> Actually, no. no. No, we're not even at an hour. We're not yet. even at an hour. Anyways. Anyway. So this, this one's going to be a little longer, I think, than the other ones. Because we're finally caught up. Yeah, we are caught up. So uh, we're going to full episode this You know one. what? It's going to be like especially a little bit longer because I'm really thirsty and I'm going to get myself a drink right now. Okay. So you can kill some time and entertain the people or pause it or do or whatever the fuck I'm you want. I'm going to pause it. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> I don't know if we skipped that whole... Nah, we'll use it. We'll use it. Hmm, well, the power of uh, audition. Yeah. Actually, I like audition yeah. better than... Well, we're recording or da- recording on audacity. Right Aud- audacity. That's I'm trying to say audacity. You like audacity? I do. It's really simple. Yeah, it is it's really easy. Open source. Yeah, I like think- the editing on Audition is certainly much more powerful. Yeah, but you for can't you the- can't add you can't have like all sorts of plugins and stuff for this. I don't think. No, like the, it's a little bit, but I mean Audition's got that subscription money rolling in. So. Yeah. Which yeah, is crazy. I wouldn't want to record music on Audacity, but for our bullshit, it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Anyways, so what the oh, fuck was did that, that? Did the microphone pick up my yes? Fart? That was fucking sweet. <laughs> oh, and it stinks too. Oh no, there's a. I was listening to the Your Mom's House podcast a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I've listened to like probably. I don't know, 20 or 30 hours of it. And I still don't know if I like it or not, but I just keep going back and they have a fucking microphone. They have their mics and then they have a microphone for farting in. (laughs) (laughs) So whenever they're, even when there's like a guest, it was like Pete Holmes and he was like talking about growing up Christian and Christina farts in the microphone. It's so, it's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie, it's very funny. <laughs> did did you know what they they need to have Jimmy Pardo on that podcast? Who is like so disgusted by farts? <laughs> he refers yeah. to on the newest episode of Never Not Funny. Jimmy Pardo refers to a joke and he calls it a P O O P joke. Oh no, because he won't even say it. He hates the word so much. Is he clean or is he just no? Like, he just no. He's not a clean comic at all. He just. Finds, he just won't talk about I'm loving the clean comedy right now, man. Oh, yeah? It's great. You're becoming a bit of a Christian, eh? A bit, yeah. You got your you got your Brian Regan stuff all year. Yeah, buddy. I'm getting in there and I'm joining a church. <laughs> no. Did you, listen, did you listen to the new Brian Regan stand-up special, actually? No. It's really good. I haven't... Like, I'm not, like... I don't mean to be picky with comedians, but usually I just stick to it with who I, I know. Brian Regan's like top five comedians of all time. But like he's, I've never gotten into his stuff. You the should. newest, <laughs> like the newest new to me comedian that I know is probably Mike Birbiglia, who's been around for a while. That's the newest comedian, you know? Like willingly follow... Like faithfully, I know of other comedians, and I lo- and I watch their stuff on YouTube. But like someone who I would put with comedians that I follow, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting because like I, I like 
Like I, I listen to all of them, like Theo Vaughn, like all the young Baron guys. Vaughn, you mean? Theo Vaughn. Where's Baron Vaughn too? Isn't that a fucking? No. Baron Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. Baron Vaughn. <laughs> Two who people are, could have the last name. Who are Vaughn. you thinking of? Baron Vaughn. What does he do? He's a comedian. He's black. Maybe I don't know him. Uh, let's both look at our phone. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah. Right Baron Vaughn, American comedian Baron Vaughn, <laughs> Theo Vaughn, Theodore Capitani von Kernikowski, <laughs> known as Theo Vaughn, American stand-up comedian. Baron Vaughn is an American comedian actor known for his portrayal of. Nwadaduke Bud Bergstein <laughs> on the Netflix television series Grace and Frankie. Yeah, I don't know. And as Tom Servo on the revival of Mystery Science Theater 3000. I don't know what I know him from because I haven't watched any of that. Do show. you know who Theo Vaughn is? No. Yeah, he's relatively new. He was on. First time I saw him was on Ari Shafir's show. Which is no longer his show. Honestly, most comedians I only learn about because of like being on podcasts. Yeah. Like new comedians. Like if they're on Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. Or um, You Made It Weird or Improv for Humans or anything like that. Speaking of, I've been burning through You Made It Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Did you listen to the Rob Bell episode? Uh, no. Fucking good. I haven't good. been going in any particular order. I've just been kind of looking Fucking for... Fucking good. Names that I know. Rob Bell is like a very famous American pastor, like a mega pastor. But he's like the cool mega pastor. Oh, yeah. Okay. But anyway, it's just really cool to listen to Pete Holmes talk to him. He's a smart guy. And the the, uh, David Bazan episode is amazing, too. Do you like David Bazan's music? I don't know who that is. I think he would. He's like a folk musician who sings about... he, He used to be his band, Pedro the Lion... Oh, I know them. Their first album was like Christian, and then he became an atheist. And then he put out an album just as David Bazan called Curse Your Branches, which is all about his becoming of an, him becoming an atheist. Yeah. And it's fucking amazing. And uh, anyway, his interview with Pete Holmes is fantastic. Yeah, uh, like I've been sticking with like the pop culture ones for now. And I'll probably get into the... Did you listen to the Weird Al one? No, I didn't. I've, I've listened to... The the best one I've liked so far is the one with uh, Fred Armisen. Yeah, that was a good one. The Jason Manzukas one's really good. Yeah, too. it is. I watched. It's, I watched. A, it's like I think it's like four and a half hours long. Yeah, man. Where he's talking about how he almost died like a bunch of times as a kid because of his egg allergy and stuff. Yeah, and they just, they just talk about existential dread. Or no, wait, I'm thinking of no. I listened to Jason Manzukas on. Uh, Raised by TV. Oh, that was man. really good. Yeah, well, he's good on fucking everything. Yeah. This is a this is a good metal show. Oh yeah, well, Hello. like I said, this one's gonna be longer. Yeah, well, fuck you. I anyway. didn't expect us to go get through the other ones so quick, and then. But and you know what? Fuck you all anyway. Well, let's get bring it back to metal. While we were off, in our you know, like off period there, whatever you call it, a hiatus. Yeah. Um, do, you know what, do you know what I was thinking? We could call this season two. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Let's do that. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, fuck you. And I think... <laughs> I'm getting very aggressive today. For, uh... I think we're going to change the intro song. Um, yeah? Yeah, why not? I was thinking about it anyways, because I don't want Varg to send me a letter bomb or anything, so... 
<laughs> yeah. Varg is crazy. Yeah, he is. We just... Yeah, speaking of Varg... Well, but... All right, yeah. That's natural. All right, yeah. So we... Lords of Chaos is finally out for everybody. And the, the movie about Mayhem and Varg and Euronymous and Dead and... Inner Circle, Faust. I watched it yesterday. Yeah, so did I. Um, planned on going to see it in theaters, but someone fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> you mean... <laughs> well, someone fucked yeah, it up. No, I, I didn't fuck it up. But yeah. I had to work, so... I, Something exploded at your work. And yeah. Kind of. Whoever did that yeah. fucked it up. Yeah. Well, you know what? I probably wouldn't have made it anyway. Well, I might have actually on a Friday. Yeah. It's like all of my friends, I asked them to go see it. They're like, yeah, for sure. And then like the day before, I'm like, you still down? They're like, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. But yeah, do you know what? There's a great release of it online anyway. Yeah. I mean, I mean, pay for it because support the movie. But. For sure. You didn't pay for it? I mean, yeah, I totally did. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I bought it on iTunes. Actually, you know what? No word of a fucking lie. I tried to buy it on Google Video. So did I. And it wasn't available. No, I know. And it says it was supposed to be. Yep. That's exactly release date, February what happened to 22nd. me. I tried to pay for it and I couldn't. Fuck the world. So I've, I, I, you know, I have fucking supported metal a lot of my yeah. life. And, you know and, and Jonas Ackerman doesn't need my money. No. And neither does fucking Varg. And oh, like, Varg doesn't get a fucking dime. And, um, you know, keeping with the black metal vibe, fuck it. Yeah. Don't pay for it. Yeah, fuck it, man. It doesn't matter. No promotion. Except for burning down churches. Except for, yeah, burning churches. That's great promotion. Yeah. Somehow it worked and got them on correct. Anyway, like, the movie is really fucking good. I, I like I I like the shit out of it. Yeah, you're like you're gonna get the metal snobs who are gonna pick this thing apart. Yes, and why? Like it's a movie, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah, it's about something that actually happened. But you got to remember, it's still made by filmmakers. Yeah, and they still had to sell it to a producer. Yeah, they can't just like take this. Whatever it was, and and translate it verbatim to the to a film. They gotta put some, you know, like narrative in there, which is fine. Yeah. I'm fine with. I just thought it was really cool how they humanized all these people that have become, like, what do you call it, paragons? They're archetypes of their of like they're just like these larger than life characters for. Metal fans sometimes they're just like known for their pictures. Yeah, and... they've been like translated into like folklore. Like, yeah, they, it's like they become such idols for a community. Yeah, where we forget that they were just young kids making music and getting drunk and and, and then a couple and... couple bad apples, a couple bad decisions, just kind of fucking turned it up to ten. Yeah. And uh, the movie is, it's worth watching, especially if you're a metal fan. And you want, and all the fucking little metal uh, Easter eggs is fucking cool oh, yeah. too. Like, um, Euronymous, I don't want to say anything, any spoilers or anything like that. But I mean, if you know what Spoiler, happened. no yeah. one ever, all, even the press on this, no one's worrying about spoilers. Because, yeah. so, like, there's a scene where Euronymous and Varg. Meet up with the rest of the inner circle at a Motorhead concert after Faust kills the guy. 
And this is this is so fucking cool. It's like, oh, they're going to a Motorhead yeah. show. Like that was so cool. Like, oh, Motorhead's playing in in Oslo, so everyone is in town. Fuck yeah. Right? And and nineteen fucking ninety one, of course you would be. Oh yeah. And then there was like when and the record shop. Every time there's a store, a scene in Helvet, uh, you you scan you know this the records and you're yeah, like, oh, there's yeah, Sodom, yeah, there's yeah. there's uh, Dark Throne. Like the ones that he grabs, he's like, the good music's in there. You just gotta find. He it. grabbed Carpathian Forest and in Sodom. Sodom. Yeah. 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 I was like, that's cool. Obviously, it portrays Varg as a bumbling, fumbling moron. Oh yeah. Um, which I don't know if that's accurate or not, because the only story we get is Varg. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. And if you watch Varg's YouTube channel or know about his life, he's a bumbling fucking moron. <laughs> yes. He's a fucking walking meme. <laughs> he really is. I mean, I, please don't try and kill me, Varg. I think you're a genius. Musician. One thing I'll I'll give to him is that he's very uh, engaging with his audience. He almost replies to every comment. Yeah. And stuff like that. He's, Good on him. He's a hell that. of a he's a hell of a video editor. Oh yeah, buddy, the greatest. Yeah, <laughs> let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> I just what happened the night? And like, if you watch Varg's review of this movie, he's like, "It was very difficult to pull the knife out of Euronymous' <laughs> yeah. head. I had to step on his head yeah. to pull it out." <laughs> and like I was saying in the chat, I'm like, that's the first time he's really talked about being. Like, aggressive with it. Like, every other explanation he says, he, like, makes sure that he says it was self-defense. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, Euronymous wanted to kill me first. Yeah. But it's like, and then he's like, oh, he was going for a knife or something, and he thought he was grabbing a knife. This this video that he put out, he was just, like, straight up, I fucking stabbed him in the head. Yeah. Like, the guy's a crazy motherfucker. He sure is. And they don't hold anything back on those scenes. No. All the violent... <clears throat> dead suicide, Faust's murder, and Euronymous's murder are all very fucking graphic. Yes. And they're being... Like, the movies... Like, people are threatening to ban this thing already. Yeah. And I get it. They're very graphic. Yeah. But it's also fucking real. Like, right. it happened. And... I like how they admitted that the skulls are just chicken bones. I don't know. But then they were selling one of his skull fragments online, so... He he definitely had fragments of his skull all over that room. Yeah. So you don't know. I bet you you it was real. I don't know. Why would... Where would he have... Kate, did you ever... You know, being like a metal fan... Did you ever, like, a small part of you wish you had a bunch of metalhead friends that you could have a party with, like, that party they had up in that fucking house? Yeah. Where they're all fucking dancing around a fire, shit face, party into metal and stuff like that? Like, I, I mean, a lot of my friends were into metal, but we definitely didn't... Party we, like We kind of, like, our metalheads, like, we were part of another group that weren't metalheads, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there was definitely, like, a half and half mix of us. Wait, did you ever have a party where there's just metal playing the whole time and everyone's just, like, rocking out and headbanging and shit? Maybe not, like I said, half and half. Yeah. Like, a lot of the parties I would go to would have, like, we'd be playing metal and then we'd play indie. Yeah. And, like, but it wasn't, like, a, yeah, it definitely wasn't, like, a bonfire with, like, pig heads and shit. And fucking Dio just blaring. Yeah. That party looked like so much fun. Except it was all dudes. 
That, do you run it? Or, uh, and then the chick showed up. Dead getting his dick sucked and fucking that. Oh, chick. yeah. Yeah, actually. And then uh, that's when they show uh, Varg for the first time. No, he's not at that party. Yeah, he is. He bumps into him in the house. Really? Yeah. You didn't catch that? No, I thought the first time they had met him was at the concert. In no, Oregon. he was at the party. He bumps into Euronymous. Huh? I remember that scene, but I didn't remember who it was. Yeah. It was I just remember the scene after the... Which is... The, the live in Leipzig concert, but not in Leipzig for some reason. Yeah. Where he like points at him and goes, Scorpions. Well, you know, there. I read an article. They initially shot that uh, scene with a Motley Crue patch. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, Nikki Six said no. They said it's a close-up and you say the name, so you have to get clearance. And Nikki Six said no. So they had to reshoot that with the Scorpions. What? Yeah. Because they said, like, the Scorpions weren't as hated. Yeah, no, they weren't. And then it's kind of funny because then at the record store, he's like, why do you sell this shit, the Scorpions? He's like... He's like, what's wrong with the Scorpions? Well, yeah, Euronymous was a poser. Yeah. Well, not a poser, but like, wasn't as genuine as. Because what he was trying to say was, is like, I made you think that the Scorpions were for posers, but you know, if you you should like whatever or, the fuck you want to like. Or. They maybe that was shot and it wasn't supposed to be, like maybe they said it was the Scorpions. Yeah. When it should have been Motley Crue. Yeah. Or I don't know what I'm... I'm just riffing. Because he picks up that Scorpions record. Yeah. I'm just wondering if maybe something got crossed there. Because they had to reshoot the one. And then he's like, only a non-poser will find the good music. And he finds Sodom. And I think the other one was Carpathian Forest, right? Maybe. I I didn't... I only noticed the Sodom. There was another one that Death Like Silence put out, so... Yeah. And, uh... So yeah, overall verdict, I think it was a good movie. I'd give it a solid B plus. Yeah. Three Vargs out of ten. <laughs> three Vargs out of five. I'd probably watch it again. Yeah, probably not. No? I don't know. I mean those those scenes were pretty poignant, so there's another metal movie coming out. The finished one? Yeah. Yeah, I never I I heard that. Like I, it's about three guys trying to go to Vokit or something, right? Or well, they're in a band, and then some. The dude who plays Abba in the Last Kingdom is uh, yeah, like a record producer, and says you guys can play at the festival, and then they drive there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he's like, "Ah, oh, sorry, you can't." <laughs> Speaking of Abba, whatever, close enough. Abbath. Abbath. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see a freaking immortal movie? Like a yes, just three fucking metal nerds. Reading Lord of the Rings and writing fucking black metal. I wonder, like, I they were kind of in there. I don't know if they weren't part of the uh, inner circle. Inner circle, but they right at the end there's when they started to pick up. Yeah, and right? there was no mention of Dark Throne really at all in it either. Because they couldn't. They could like what can you? I think they had a guy there standing in as like Fenris, and. But, like, he never had any lines or anything. Because Fenris wouldn't allow it. Because he wouldn't allow it. I'm sure the people that were there meant to be the other guys. Why wouldn't Fenris allow it? I wonder. Why? Because none of them did. Except they're all named. 
Yeah, but you, you can use someone someone's name. If they're dead. Yeah. And like you, you can Like there's use... Dark Throne shirts and Dark Throne records. And the, I think at a certain point, if it's publicized so much in the press that you can use it saying you're using the press. Right? So whatever permissions were given. Well, because Fenris never committed a crime or anything. Yeah. He wasn't in the inner circle, though, I don't think. Right? Or I don't know. To be honest with you. I think he was. And uh, what's his name from uh, Enslaved? Um, uh, we interviewed him. He said that he was like 13. Ivar. What? Ivar. He said he was like 13 and was seeing all this shit go down. He's and like, he was there. Or yeah. there from Bergen. Yeah. So was Vard. Yeah, but the, the scene didn't really happen in Bergen. <laughs> so do you think Vard fucked all those fucking bitches? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you think maybe they put that in just so Varg wouldn't kill them? <laughs> yeah. And Roy Culkin, man, he looks uh, not near as creepy as his brother. Still looks pretty creepy, though. Yeah. They all look the same. Him and Kieran and... Oh, yeah, Kieran Culkin, too. He's in that shitty movie. Scott Pilgrim. Oh, my God. We are <sighs> not friends any longer. What a bad movie. Why? Oh, this is lame. No, it isn't. It's great. And that oh, and that other one, that Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. What a piece of shit! I don't remember that one. Oh wait, yeah, like, I did I watch fucking that one. get it, Michael Sarah. You like fucking indie rock? I get it. Fuck off. Fucking kill yourself. Anyways, uh, when we were off on that hiatus, it was kind of peculiar, 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 peculiar. Uh, that. I started listening to Devin Townsend <laughs> right at, at the, the same, same time yeah. that you did. I, I like message you. I'm like, hey, man, have you listened to this fucking Devin Townsend? Actually, you track? said, uh-oh, I'm starting to like progressive metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was like, fuck, so am I. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Just Devin Townsend, though. Yeah, I'm not going to start listening to fucking Porcupine Tree or Dream Theater. I don't even know what that is. But you know what happened to me? It's because I was... I was bored on a, on Friday night last week or Saturday night, and I was looking th- I, and I like watching live concerts on YouTube, and I was looking up like the best concerts, yeah, best metal concerts, and they're all like if you look at the Metal Storm, I think it is, like the fan voted best live DVDs, they're all prog metal bands. It's like really Devon Townsend, Devon Townsend, Porcupine Tree, Devon Townsend. Uh, Dream Theater. Well, those are the only type of people who watch music DVDs. <laughs> yeah, it's probably. <laughs> so, I don't know. Corpse is on there. Um, hey, 17 times. 19 times. 19 times. Fucking hammered drunk. I don't think we ever told that story on this podcast. Uh, maybe. I think we have. We've alluded to it for sure. <laughs> this fucking drunk guy we <laughs> bumped into at Rockfest one year. He's like. Yeah, man, I've seen fucking Corpse 19 fucking times, man. This will be my 20th time this year, man. And you can see me and my wife on the Live Cannibalism DVD. She's eight months pregnant, front row, <laughs> hammered drunk. And we're having a fucking, we're rocking out front row for Corpse, man. Like, I fucking got mad at that guy. Yeah. So bad. Hammered drunk. Fucking front row for Corpse. <laughs> I don't like like when the when people like that make it a point to say the exact amount of times that they've seen a band. Yeah. It's probably they're probably lying. Unless you're like Higgins and you write it all down. I believe him. 
I've seen Zeo. Yeah, you can't put an exact number. Yeah, on. it's like twelve to fifteen yeah. times probably. Over but, ten, less. But than like 15. a specific, I've seen Enzofirum thirteen times, and I'm like, no, no, you haven't probably. Yeah, I don't know why people lie. I think I've seen me without you close to twenty times. Yeah, I can't. I've but been it's to like so I said, many fucking shows. I've seen so many bands. I don't even know how many times I've seen them. I give you rough ballpark. Like yeah. I've seen Enzofirum. Probably ten times, yeah. in and around there. Yeah. Bodum at least five, eight, nine maybe. Yeah. I can't give you a number. My brain doesn't. I just can't. There's man. so many shows. I think me with that is the band I've seen the most amount of times. Metal bands probably Zayo. I've probably seen Lamb of God. Actually, fucking Lamb of God. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, like they you said. They were relentless. And I don't think I've paid to see them one time. No, I haven't gone. I haven't actively gone to see them. Like, like I've seen... just been there. With Slayer twice. On the Gigantour twice. Um, Megadeth too. Yeah, yeah I've seen Megadeth. Well, we didn't see Megadeth. What? We watched Slayer for two songs. Well, that counts. We left. I've seen Megadeth four times. Not one time did I actually want to see Megadeth. <laughs> yeah. I remember you saying that. Rockfest twice and two Gigantours. I would, now that I've listened to Devin Townsend Project, too bad he's done with it, but. Oh man, I really want to see them live. Yeah. And I'm wondering if, like, if you go to see Devin Townsend, if you're going to see that current, like, iteration of his projects. Yeah. Or does he play everything? Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, it, it got me back, like, listening to Strapping Young Lad again. Yeah. Or not again, I mean, for, for the, the first, first time. time. Yeah. Because, holy fuck, that music's crazy. It's so heavy. Holy oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, Strapping Young Lad and D- DTP and just Devin Townsend. And then there's another one, too. The Ziltoid. The Ziltoid. Well, that's Devin De- De- Townsend. Yeah, but, like, it's that, its own thing. I mean, I, 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 those, like, I can't even begin to try and get into that. The Ziltoid Project. So I haven't, like, no. It's three double albums, and they all tell a story. And I'm like, oh, prog metal guys. Like, I respect it, because I can't wrap my mind around this shit. I have a tough enough time with fantasy metal. Like Blind Guardian. Yeah. How many albums do they have? Seven or eight. How many times do you listen to it? Listen to the albums? Oh, I don't know. It depends which album. <laughs> 7,000 times. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like the first few albums, like, I don't know, like 30 times each. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. I don't know. I'm like Night at the Opera, like once maybe. It sucks. <laughs> What's the album that you listen to the most, you think? By Blind Guardian? By any band. That I still currently listen to the most? Oh, boy. That is tough. That's a good one, though. That's a Cody Ryan question. That is. Shouts out to him. Guy I'd never met before, but he's on the <laughs> Facebook page. Fucking kill Actually, him. I met him one time. I high-fived him drunk because he was wearing a Bullet Club t-shirt. Nice. And I said, I was like, I gave him the too sweet sign. <laughs> For you fucking wrestling nerds. <laughs> um, you know, I'm looking at fucking this Maiden poster on the wall. I've probably listened... But I, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, I've listened to a million fucking times, but... Now I'm talking like sit down and listen to the album, not like just songs off of it. Yeah. 
when I was young, I crushed the wall like so much. You know, I, I've I probably listened to Bob. You saying that I probably listened to Bob Dylan's "Blood on the Tracks" straight through, probably well over a hundred times. There was a point where, like, every day after school, I would come home, put my Walkman in, lay in my bed, listening to the wall. Oh yeah, not the wall, but same similar thing. Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. And it's weird because I used to listen to a lot of classic rock. Yeah. Now I don't listen to any, but I still love Pink Floyd. Yeah. Like, it, it's awesome. The only, like, classic rock stuff that I really got into, which you don't, I don't count. Black. I'm going to fight you right now. If I don't count Black Sabbath as classic rock, even though I fucking love them. I don't count Maiden as classic rock. You're going to say fucking... ACDC, aren't you? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God, man. Greatest fucking band. I was uh, working and on the radio. It's like that song, She's Got the Jack, came on. Yeah. I don't think there's a worse song that has ever been recorded. <laughs> it's not their best song. Dude, I'm like, I almost jumped off the roof. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, I was looking out the window and I was just like, you know what? This song is fucking torture. You want to torture me? Put that song on. Dude. I'll fucking snap. Powerage and High Voltage and Dirty Deeds. Fuck those like early ACDC albums with Bon Scott. Fuck they are good. They're so good. Like the riffs on them are <laughs> unbelievable. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. Listen to Powerage from that first fucking riff. Like, if you don't think that that's an amazing riff, I'm you not going to put myself through something I don't like. That I know I'm not going to like it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to turn this off and I'm going to go put it on, put that record on. Are you? On. Yeah. All right. We should probably talk about Winter Sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Winter Sun. This is a Winter Sun episode. Okay, bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, this was the last interview that we did. And after that, we decided to stop for a bit. So. Uh, this was the most recent, yeah. I think. Yeah, October. October. It's now uh, Pretty recent. end of February, so not too bad. It's only been a third of a year. To be fair, like I said, we had maybe, what was it, December that I said we should do this? Yeah. And then we never did. Yeah. So Fucking Christmas and all that bullshit. I have a fucking baby on the way. Yeah. Fucking kid get in the way of life. <laughs> keep, keep it down your wife's out there as we're in a room filled with fucking baby supplies and shit oh yeah all right on the little fucking wooden oh yeah this swirly th- things this thing is fucking dope dude oh you're fucking my sound up that's gonna be so yeah. obnoxious i don't know if you remember these things that are like the, ones like the bank things for kids yeah the thing that's out of banks where you push little shapes around on a line <laughs> thing. so dumb <laughs> Do you know what? It is so fun. <laughs> Wee! I'm pushing shapes around on a circle. Oh, yeah, God. It's funny you say that, Jason, because I know exactly what bank you're talking about. The BMO and Elmira. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you just sitting there while your mom... It's yeah. like, oh, the things at banks. So I'm like, or I think, it, I think it was, that's one bank, and that's the no, BMO it, and Elmira. It was both. TD had one, too. But when... Uh, when like when you had to go there with your mom or whatever. Yeah, when it was Canada Trust. Remember that? Yeah. Holy yeah. crap. TD Canada Trust. 
Not even TD. It was Canada Trust, and then it was TD Canada Trust. Yeah. Now it's trying. It was Toronto Dominion. Well, TD. Yeah. And it was back. I remember it was Bank of Nova Scotia before it was Scotia Bank. I don't remember that. Anyways, um, Winter Sun. (laughs) Right. Winter Sun. Um, I'm trying to get all these fucking things around this circle. Why? Just put it down. No, no, I gotta, I gotta finish what I started. It doesn't even work. Yeah, it does. You fucking idiot. <laughs> you don't know how to fucking play this game for two-year-olds? Yay! I did it! Uh-oh. Oh, I fucked it up. Failure. This is great radio. Amazing. Listening to a 30-year-old man play with a game for two years. Every other episode was super concise, and then this one is just like <laughs> Rambling bullshit. Ranting and rambling. And if you're listening to this, why haven't you Whoa, killed yourself I'm, yet? Jesus. I'm going to wind up in court like friggin' D. Snyder. Or uh, <laughs> the guy, the blackmail guy. You're going to be happy about it? Oh, no. <laughs> please, no, honestly, please don't kill yourself. No, don't do that. Fucking call me. <laughs> honestly, if you're a fucking so, stranger, call me. We interviewed uh, Yuka, another Yuka. Another Yuka. From Winter Sun, which was, I don't know, like when people, like you think of Winter Sun, you think of Yari, right? Yeah. Uh, When we were going in and we got to interview Yuka, I was kind of excited too because Yuka was part of one band that pretty much made me a metalhead and was Norther, Mm -hmm. right? So that that was big for me. I don't know. They weren't like super huge, so it's not going to be like a massive draw for us. But <clears throat> that one is up there with with the Insomnium interview as one of your favorites. One of my favorites for sure. And he's a smart guy. Except the audio quality, this one's a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> we actually had, yeah. I was upset with that, but again, that that interview was more for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to be selfish or anything. No, I know saying. what you're saying. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, we get in talking about a little bit about Northern and a little bit about um, Winter Sun's campaign and stuff. Yeah, 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 that very controversial GoFundMe campaign that I still hear people talking about. How Yari's a fucking dick, and it's like, what do you mean? Like, I know. I, I don't understand. Like he. I, pe- are people mad because he took the money and is not doing what he said he was going to do? Or and I think like people like to say Four Seasons is bad. Seasons of the Forest or whatever. I would, I love it. It's, it's fucking so awesome. It's great. It's my favorite Winter Sun album. It's so good. Yeah. That one, uh, I can't remember. I think it's the Winter Song where the... it's just like nonstop drumming. Yeah. Unreal. Is it the winter? Yeah, the winter one. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Sad song of winter, <laughs> gray summer sky. Oh man, yeah, yeah. It's been a, like there was a while there where we were seeing like every Finnish band ever in like a f- bit of a month span. Actually, wait, no, you can you can't see every Finnish band ever. Yeah, every and, time you see one, a new one is created. <laughs> <you're>, <laughs> well, actually, in a couple of weeks, Bodum and Swallow the Sun are together. Oh, I um. I would be interested in seeing Swallow the Sun. Yeah. it's But it's the day my uh, baby's being born. So. Oh. Well, maybe. Well, I mean, I'm still yeah. not, I'm not going to make plans. <laughs> <laughs> we can risk it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, there's this uh, <laughs> there's this Melodeath band that I uh, kind of know. I should probably go see them. Yeah. Well, they're like Doom Death. Yeah. I don't know. They're a weird one. That's kind of why I want to see them. Are you, are you are you thinking of the other band? No, I'm thinking of Swallow the Sun. The, what's that Doom band? Uh, that's uh, November. Uh, something Sun. Um, the band that plays October Sky. No, not October Sky. The band that like faces the back. They like they put their backs to the crowd when they play, and they have like they have like literal like fucking footage of like the Holocaust and shit on. Jesus Christ! It's like really fucked up doom metal. No, I'm not thinking of them. Oh, and they wear like hoods and shit. Oh God! Mayhem. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, talk about talk about Winter's Sun. Oh, my phone's dead. I can't oh, my good I'm God. Gonna, I'm going to look it up with your phone. No, you're not, because there's a lock screen. What do you want to look up? I want to look up what that band is. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. We're just going to... Some, someone on the is screaming. and No, no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> and if they are, they're a fucking loser. Okay. There's, I'm going to put a cap on the amount of times you can insult our audience. Zero. Zero. <laughs> there's, a, there's a price. Every time you say it, i got to punch you in the nuts. So we went into um, uh, the basement of the opera house to interview Winter Sun. Right? Yeah, in the yeah. back. In the back. back little like, room. Fucking closet. Of the green room. <laughs> yes. And uh, we we go in there and have the interview with Yuka, and uh, we were saying that we wanted to hear uh, we wanted we were because we were asking Yuka when um, uh, what's it called is coming out um, two yeah and he couldn't uh, he kept why looking, is it escaping me the name of it time time yeah well, I was like when's time two coming out and he's we were, like, and he's uh, like ask Yari and we're like I'm not he's like ask. shut up <laughs> and then we go outside and and Yuka's like. Yari, these guys want to know when Time 2 is coming out. And he's got his mouth in a Subway sandwich. And he's like, shut up! <laughs> it was so funny. Shut that, up! That was one of the funniest Our things. only interaction with Yari was yeah. sandwich full of Him meat. devouring a Subway sandwich, telling us to shut up. <laughs> in a nice way. Yeah. He, like... Okay, good. Um, and, um, you know, it's just funny that that was our only interaction with Yari. Oh, yeah. And, and he's, he's like, he's got like, when we see him, he's got his hair pulled back and a yeah, ponytail. Like he's got glasses on. He's eating a Subway sandwich. And then, like, when you see him on stage, he's like this big, larger than life <laughs> yeah. character. And, like, where'd that fucking nerd go I that was know. pounding a sandwich bag? Oh, and it was so funny. We, me and Jonas were in the audience, and uh, we were both on our phones. Well, yeah, we, I was, I was <laughs> watching, the, I was like looking up the score of the Leaf game on my phone. I don't remember what I was like. I was looking up, like, a definition of a cancer or something, like, <laughs> something really random. And Yuka comes by and he's just like looking at our phones, like walks by. And, and he's like, he, and he puts his hand around like, my shoulder, looks at my phone and goes, like super excited. Oh, hockey, show. eh? Bored already, eh? <laughs> yes. I'm like, no, I'm actually enjoying this chick. Yeah. The Sarah Longfield or whatever. Yeah. Where was, uh, where did we see Mercure? Mercure was with Enslaved. Right, 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 right. Enslaved and uh, wolves in the boar room. Yeah. 
Good God. Boof. And then I saw them again just recently with At the Gates and uh, Behemoth. How was that? Tell you what, Wills in the Throne Room sucked balls. But uh, At the Gates was amazing. Like, unbelievably good. And Behemoth, honestly, I could barely even see the stage. Was, really? The, the Danforth was packed. Packed. And um, they had, like, it was pretty cool. It was ups- They had, like, upside-down crosses blowing in smoke. And, I don't know, it's Behemoth. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, they had a cool stage show, but, I don't know, it's Behemoth. I find that music pretty... I like Behemoth. Pretty boring. I like Oh Father Oh. Their their new album is really good. Really, I don't like it at all. Really, there's a couple good songs on it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. But I I also have tickets for Hatebreed. I'm very excited about it. So when is that? In April. You're gonna be a daddy. I know. And you're going to see. Hatebreed and your father yeah. and the child. And I'll be singing, destroy everything. <laughs> Didn't we see Hatebreed when we were young? Yep. At Elements in Kitchener. Yeah. With Throwdown and... X looking forward to X. No, no, no. no. Uh, Throwdown and... Kill Switch Engage. Kill Switch mm-hmm. Engage. With Ethan. And our friend Ethan was wearing... Camo shorts, not camo. Um, uh, what are those shorts called? Uh, with the pockets on the side of them. Cargo. Cargo shorts, shorts with plaid cargo shorts, and this guy comes up to him and calls him a poser. He's I like, love that. He's like, what? Because <laughs> it's because it's throwdown. Yeah. And fucking hate breed and kill switching games. Those guys are the most like elitist. Those hardcore kids. Oh man, they think that they think that they live in the most fucking um, accepting world, but it's the most unaccepting world. Yeah, the hardcore is. world. Like fuck those guys. I mean, I like hardcore, but but you know what? I, I, I meant to bring this up during the suffocation episode. I've seen this guy proudly wearing a um, uh, what's it called shirt? Um, Sons of Odin shirt. Isn't that's like racist? It's a racist group. Yeah, and they're a racist gang started in Finland, and they're here now in Canada. Oh, he's God. proudly wearing his Sons of Odin shirt at a suffocation show, and I'm like, you know, Hobbs is fucking black, right? Jesus fucking you, crap. fucking idiot. And I'm like, wow. I was like, I was like, I'm he was standing right in front of me, and I just want to take my beer bottle and just fucking crack Man, it on I this dude. I fucking hate that. Like, Norse paganism is affiliated with racism. I know. That drives me nuts. Because, yeah. like, I'm interested in it. But I don't want to be... I'm not fucking racist. I just like history. Yeah. But every time I talk about it or bring up Odin, people are like, oh, so you're fucking racist. I'm like, no. Fuck off. Like... Yeah. They're hijacking that yeah, shit. Yeah, I know. It fucking drives me and nuts. And I'm starting to really get fucking pissed off with how many fucking racists I've been seeing at metal shows lately. I was at a show, the uh, Ensiferum Arsis show, and I was out having a smoke in between. Um, uh, the band uh, played in between them. They were so fucking good. Um, oh, um, Septic Flesh. Septic Flesh. I'd never really listened to them at all. Fuck, they were good. They're what Flesh God Apocalypse wishes they could be. Yeah. No, like, I know. That's like the sound that they're trying. 
but they can't do it. Yeah, and it just doesn't sound mod. It's not like Flesh God sounds all muddled and subject. Flesh is fucking awesome. Anyway, I was out having a smoke, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, "Hey, man, I like your, uh, I like your, your cut, like my denim jacket with patches on it." And he's like, "Especially that fucking Misfits patch and that Dead Kennedys patch." I'm like, "Oh, thanks." And he says to his buddy that's with him, who's a younger guy, he's like, yeah, you don't, you probably don't even know those bands, do you? He's like, no, I have no idea who they are. He's like, and he's like, oh, I'm only 21. He's like, you know, I was like, you don't know who Dead Kennedys are? And then his friend taps him on the shoulder. He's like, you wouldn't like them. And he's like, why? He's like, they believe the opposite shit that you do. The guy's like, what do you mean? He's like, they tell Nazi punks to fuck off. And then the guy goes, shh, gives them like the little like shush sign. Because he was a Nazi. Because he's a Nazi. Fuck that. Like I've, ooh, ooh, and then they're like, oh, this guy's a white guy. He should be. If I wasn't by myself, I would have been tempted to just fucking clock this guy. Yeah. Like fuck you. And you know it's fucked because those guys are there. But when you talk about the community and how fucking racist people are pieces of shit, and you're talking to people at the shows. They never bring themselves up. No. They could be right there talking to you yeah. about it, saying, oh, yeah, fuck that. But secretly, they're like... Like, I just, this guy's just like... He, you know what? If you, not, you look at him, he, like, he looks like a fucking Nazi punk. It's fucking... Like, he looks like a skinhead. Like, a newsy hat and, like, high boots and... Mm. Oh, Not okay. Me. Yeah. Honestly, fuck Get you. The if you're fuck out. if you're a racist, fuck off. I know that seems pretty pretty uh I know it's crazy to say that these days. Why I don't yeah. Let's not anyway. get political. Anyway. Winter Sun. Yeah, it's you, our interview with Yuka. He's Yuka a great fucking guy. From Norther and Winter Sun. Halfway through the interview you'll hear their tour manager come up and be like, Hey, where this is over now, and Yuka's like, no, 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 let's keep yeah, talking. Yeah, he was having a good time. I feel really bad about this one, not getting this one out. Yeah. Because it was a really good interview. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So enjoy this it. This is going to be a really long episode. Enjoy it, and uh, peace out. See you next time. See you next time with who knows. Yeah. Maybe nobody. Maybe nobody. Maybe this is the end of us. But I hope No, not. I mean, like, maybe we'll do an episode without an interview. Like, just us. Because our email's fucked. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs>
And I Big think time. I've had them the whole tours. So I'm totally like. Oh. You know, people used to always. I don't know if you remember this, but back maybe mid '90s, people used to make fun of Metallica for standing on mats. Mm-hmm. on their stages mm-hmm. and then probably the older you get it's like yeah i get it <laughs> i'd want to stand on a comfy mat on stage yeah, too yeah, 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 especially yeah. if you're metallica or something you can do it you know like, <laughs> yeah. like it used to be like maybe when was it like some summer jobs in factories and stuff where yeah they had this or or what is it concrete floors. yes yeah they're the worst brutal you're, some, you're just standing for yeah. eight or ten hours yeah i spend my whole day pouring concrete floors yeah. i know them yeah. <laughs> i've built them so yeah i know what it's like so uh yeah welcome to the bludgeoning we're here with yuka thank you from, thank you for having me here yeah thanks a lot for coming to the show or thanks a lot for coming to toronto finally yeah Took a few years it's been a while yeah since five years five yeah. years yeah, yeah. What was the last tour you were we were touring? Time? Was in, no, yeah, time was the last. That time was you were... in 2013. We had our own headlining. You're right. Tour yeah. back and then. I think you were with. With uh, Flesh God Apocalypse. Flesh God Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And it was uh, in this very venue, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a... Well, actually, now I'm a bit confused here, which I shouldn't, because we had two tours actually 2012 with Elevate. Yeah, I was. And yeah. then then we had 2013 our headlining thing. Right. And I've been here many times, actually, me and Heike, the drummer who was on this tour, we used to play in a band called Northern. Yeah. And we were here also playing, I don't know, 2009 or something. You so played this venue in yeah. Northern? Yeah. Yeah, were we were here in Northern. No, I saw you guys, uh, actually, I saw Northern in London, Ontario. Yeah. Whoa, and the it was London a show. really brutal still re- oh. we, we talk about yeah. the show you don't a need, lot. You don't need, I don't know if you guys know the other side. We the would back, love back, to hear the, the other side. Yes. Let's see if Heike has it, if he remembers something. I remember something, yes. Funny thing is that you prepare for that. Oh, now, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember the venue being like a house, apartment building or something. A hotel. Yeah. Or some sort of a hotel thing. And the entry something. was in the back. Yeah. Yeah. Our, from your perspective, the, the entry door was here. Our stuff was just here. However, in a right beside room, the entryway, yeah. there was a landline phone there next to it, and the stage was here, <laughs> just behind the stage. And there were some like weird people, like narcs, used the landline here, and there our gear is next to it. Oh, we're, yeah, yeah, we're well, supposed well, to play the show, and I was like, who's watching this? No one. It was like London <laughs> is a very sketchy city. Yeah, too. especially that part of London is a very like. I have to say, because that was the first time experience for me. Yeah. It was like. What? What is this? Whoa, this yeah. is an interesting location, and, like, interesting place. There wasn't even that many people at that show. Like nobody, right? It I was like remember that. Yeah, there wasn't too many. Enough that we all had a conversation at the front uh, like every, front and entrance. The promoter, the promoter was just standing up front smoking mm. smoking weed. Or yeah, something. yeah. And we'd never not. heard of this promoter before. We're like. Who is this guy that's bringing Norther to? Yeah. <laughs> we were like, oh man, yeah. Norther's coming to London, and we're like, oh, yeah. this, the promoted promotion was terrible for that. Show. Well, it was too we, bad. We had the four or five shows in Canada back then. Yeah. And the Montreal show and this show was very nice. Yeah. But here we there was some other bands as well. There were like Origin was here and many oh, others. Really? Oh, okay. And many of them were like even our support act was like a black metal death metal band. Right. So Norther was the pop. Pop band in between, yeah. <laughs> between all the others is like 
everything else was like very much grindy or origin yeah. kind of like yeah, super stuff. aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I, yeah. I really we're like, coming speed with up, our speed God. up my bass riffs. Yeah, here. we're coming with our goddamn Finnish melodies. Like, <laughs> 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 we have a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we have a keyboard. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure the reception's yeah. been different with Winter Sun when you're coming to Canada, because you're headlining the tours, and Winter Sun is a huge, huge in this scene, anyways. Well, yeah, the the uh, the response has always been absolutely great. I don't know even where it comes from, because it's kind of like we started quite quite easily when it yeah. comes to North America in general. That we just had the uh, supporting thing for Elevate and immediately going to a headlining tour by ourselves and it turned out to be backed in 2013 very nice. Yeah. And now we're back after five years here and the tour has been going great and it's like Does where it we left off, it's kind of like continuing, although has, there's been several years in between. Yeah. Does it help that Winter Sun is made up, you know, Yari has his Enciferum history, you have your Northern history, the other guys, Fintral history in there. Does it help having... I think... In the beginning, it might have That's what I'm saying. Like boosted the, the, the whole the, thing. And mm -hmm. Kai used to play in Rod and Sound, and he had a huge reputation as a drummer, or right. still has. Of course, yeah. And uh, I think so, but at the end of the day, it's of course the music. Of course. And uh, but, but at the beginning, it helps but you. But maybe it was yeah. maybe there was something like a tiny thing that letting people being aware that what is this? People are, what is at this first, group? people are curious, like, oh, what is mm. Yari up to yeah. now? Or are you up no, to now? Yeah. That was a pretty interesting situation there. There was like a big, kind of like a cycle between you, Northern, and Paranon, and Insafirum, where like mm. a lot of you just kind of swapped bands. Yeah, that's true. The Finland has its small circle, so to say. Because it's it? a small country, yeah, even smaller than everybody sure. kind of more or less knows each other or you know them better or less but somehow yeah. many many middle musicians know them. Was it was it all just coincidence that you all happened to do this little band switch around the same time? Well, in the end yeah because we shared the same rehearsal place in okay. one of the venues in Helsinki besides the venue there was a lot of rehearsal rooms mm -hmm. and we just happened to end up in the same northern Enziperum children of bottom amorphous were in the same same room oh, wow. and that's how we started to know each other yeah and then we used to have like all kinds of parties at the rehearsal place <laughs> there's a lot of metal nerds getting yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> their balls are getting all heavy right now <laughs> that's that's where it started like and uh then yari left enziferum or he was kicked out more or less because he didn't want to tour because oh, yeah. he was concentrating on his some solo project right and i knew yari already before winter sun we became friends and all and then Pete from Enziferum went like replacing Yari for Enziferum for one tour only, but now we'll see what happens. He's yeah. still in the band. Right. So, and uh, yeah. Is, is everybody in all those bands still very close? Or is it because everyone's split up and gone to different bands? Is it kind of like. I think oh. in different bands, and of course it was like everybody, it was like 15 yeah. years ago. Right. So everybody has their different agendas. So mm -hmm. some of the guys are. Connected and in the music, some of the some of the but there guys was are not any, even. There was never any bad blood or anything. Well, maybe yeah. little bits here and there, of course. Yeah. But everything is fine. But right. I'd say, like when it comes to bands, there's an. If we talk about something negative, sometimes, but nothing is negative. There's right. challenges. Yeah. So I think that you're gonna if you play in a band, you're you're having a multiple relationship. Right. So you can. Yeah. There can be all kinds of things. It's like traveling with. For your spouses mm. around all yeah. the time, but <laughs> yeah. but the difference is that you're playing a band. 
right. the, the, the thing to, to do in that, the outcome is the music. Yeah. So whatever things there might be, some soap operas around, everybody just concentrates on the main thing and right. everything can be solved. Okay. Also in life, but that's just up to yeah. people if they want to get Of course. Yeah. Do you guys write a lot on the road or not at all? Uh, when it comes to Winterson, of course, Yari is the main man in the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Yari is, Yari is, is like Yari's child. So, and we are a band around him, but Yari is the one who composes. So you just do everything. Just do what he says. And <laughs> no, of course, we function as a band and right. we, yeah. we make decisions together and stuff like that. But when it comes to the music, Yari is there. The core and he's, yeah. the, he's the composer yeah so when it comes to him uh he composes most of them home okay it's kind of like with the he of course all of us i used to be a, i was one of the composers in order back then and then when it comes to me when it comes to yari i think the same thing that sometimes you just get ideas on the road yeah. and you write them down yeah but really really starting composing might not happen no right so um you guys just come off this kickstarter campaign yeah and uh it was I would classify that as Indiegogo actually. Indiegogo. Yeah. It was a big success for sure. It seemed so could we get an update on what's going on with the with the headquarters and stuff like that? Well the thing is that of course, first of all, okay the campaign was now last year and um of course we didn't know what to expect. We just thought that we we're gonna come out with something positive with a new album. Surprise everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually it takes time like everything in this band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is also a good thing. Yeah. You need to polish your product that right. it's the best. But um, yeah, um, we didn't know what to expect. It turned out to be totally amazing. And um, kind of like wanted to give out the new album that nobody was expecting that's going to happen. But also on top of that, a lot of extra material, like so much material yeah. that that um, we just wanted to give like a silent thank you for everybody for waiting. Right. And um, um, what was the question now? What's that? Just how, oh, what is happening now? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, the thing is now that um, um, first of all, we started to upgrading with all the gear, with the studio gear. Mm -hmm. And later on, then the, um, the actual house and, and the studio facilities and all these will do you plan happen then. But you they haven't, we haven't started that process. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you guys plan on using it not just for Winter Sun, but for... Well, it's gonna be for winter sun entirely. Entirely for of winter. Of course, sun. you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Why not? But basically, because the the main idea is to have those facilities and those circuit environment to be more efficient. Right. And were with you, the gear, so it's gonna be for winter sun. Were you very overwhelmed by the, like, were you guys just like, holy crap, we didn't weren't expecting to get there to be this successful? Of course, yeah, yeah. We didn't. We, of course, we believe what we're going to do, but yeah. of course, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just amazing. We were pre-selling our new album, plus a lot of extra stuff yeah. together with it. But the thing is that the mo the best thing is that, of course, okay, the most hum humble thank yous for, for, all the, for everybody to be there. But as you can see that for the people that how great it is that you come with something that's very direct and honest. Mm -hmm. And you mm -hmm. see that that's, yeah. I think, one of the reasons is that the people actually came together in that point that they value the honesty yeah, they and the like this direct link between the artist and yes. them and they want yeah. to support yeah. metal in yeah. their own way and not have some record label in the middle. Or yeah, because that's the thing that it, it is a totally like a foggy thing or a blurry thing that people really don't know how this 
everything the machine of the record label machinery and the band and everything functions because everything is behind the curtain so to say but and of course now that we came up with something so direct and, and honest it also caused a bit of like what are these guys doing and blah blah blah. Did it have like a problem with Nuclear Blast at all? No, we, we just came up with a new business plan with them. Right. We said we okay. wanna do certain things and they were so uh, optimistic and decided to agree and agree on certain terms with us. So you're moving forward you're gonna be working with them? Yes. Okay. Yeah. But in with a new idea. With a new right. concept. With more direct like we get control yeah. of this and yeah, like yeah, our yeah, own studios yeah. and stuff like that. Well yeah. definitely doing the Indiegogo kinda of shows them that you can create that link without them, right? So yeah. Well, there's tons of crowdfundings with everything now. Right. Yeah, it's right. it's it's changing the landscape, mm. not just in metal but Every genre of music people are like yeah, getting yeah, fans yeah, producing their albums. Yeah. Not just music, but also other yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, every yeah. kind of media yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, there's definitely a big shift happening. Yeah, yeah. It's good that you guys got out in front of it. So. Yeah. Um, I know that you guys are playing a new song on this tour, right? Mm -hmm. Is that going to be on the time two that everyone's talking about? Mm -hmm. or? It's a new song. <laughs> <laughs> Is time two ever going to come out? <laughs> Yes, it will. <laughs> Definitely will. So a little, eight years bit of silence. Yeah. Eight, eight years between the first album, five years between the second album. Yeah. Only a year removed from the fourth <laughs> season, so yeah. you've got like two, three years. So yeah, that's what I've been saying. That we're kind of like on a positive curve when it comes to how many years does it take between the albums, and also yeah. how, how much we're playing shows actually yeah in the last year and a half we never windows has never been this active that you're just gonna, just constantly touring right not constantly yeah. but but like more than 100 shows will be yeah in the last year and a half and for winter sun it's like i don't know that's amazing 2000 yeah more than the last. <laughs> right now with with yari hiring the new guitarist is that something mm -hmm. to kind of add more longevity to the tours because well he, of course that's our that was our mutual decision to, of course, it was Yari's, Yari's idea in the first place, of course, to give up playing guitar and life. And we were like, well, first of all, like, why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because because you, were, you, were, you are the thing. You are yeah. the guitar hero. You're everything Those solos, you can trust somebody else with mm. the solos kind of Hell yes, when there's Tim. Right, course, yeah. That, no problem with that, but yeah. thinking about what, to what image or what sort of thing people have used to and what we have used as well but i have to say at the end of the day it was the best decision ever it was because a very smooth transition into yeah not just that but the thing is that the yari can fully focus on the vocals yeah in the past it was more or less he can pull them off and do them but it was kind of like 50 percent of the vocals 50 percent the guitar and just like being like executing right now there's the thing that he can kind of like focus on the vocals and enjoy more than and, rather than just engage, stress, yeah, stress, yeah, stress yeah. fully so in a way stressfully kind of like execute 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 and try to make right. them happen especially when you're playing such complicated music it's hard to yeah. you know engage with the audience as much when you're focusing on that you know oh i got this rip and solo coming up in a minute yeah. or whatever right exactly and uh but then yeah when it came to the auditioning of course we had several candidates for the whole thing but um i think like Asimus by far the best choice ever. Yeah. Right. Before the audition, I didn't even know that he can play the guitar. I know that he's a proper singer. He's a really good singer, actually. And uh, he sings in 
few different bands and, right. and used to sing in a few bands. He actually even applied to Northern back in the days. Oh, okay. But he was a bit too late. We already chose right. yeah. another guy for the job. So, <laughs> so in, I guess in your little, tiny little yeah. Finnish metal community, you're like, okay, there's I know all these guys that are coming in for auditions already. It's not like some random guy. Oh, no. of course there are new people as well, yeah. Right, younger Like Azim. Azim is from Pakistan. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know and that. He, he moved away from Pakistan when he was 17 and he stayed in Germany or in different countries in Europe for a long time, came to Finland after heavy metal and stuff. Really? Wow. And, uh, but yeah, the auditioning thing anyways, that, that's like Ozzy's history, that he st played guitar for a long time and sang and all kinds of things. We just didn't know. We knew the guy somehow that I know who he is, but I didn't know, know him. Right. But during the auditioning process, when I saw the videos and talked to him over Skype and everything, because he lived leaving on the country back then um, it was like the thing that I when I started knowing him it was like the thing that I've known this guy for years although yeah. I just met him right yeah there are sometimes you he come out cross with people that yeah. you kind of like you see that just you know you, it's you like a, just a know fan that. who is like really he's been he was a huge Winterson fan his story is kind of like amazing in a way if I put in a nutshell it would be great that he would be here to tell that story yeah. himself now Unfortunately, he couldn't come to the whole country because the government hasn't answered anything to his visa. To, so Canadian oh, really? visa is still pending. So he couldn't come. To he couldn't play the um, the Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton shows either. And now really? yesterday, uh, I mean today, Toronto. Yesterday he couldn't come to the country with us, and tomorrow in Montreal, no chance. So really? he wasn't able to come. His to visa has been pending now for months, and nobody's answering wow. to that to anything. So America was okay, but not Canada. Yeah. So it's, that's so strange. Yeah. It's normally the opposite for. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So but does sometimes that mean Spanish, like, yeah, that Yari's playing guitar tonight, or? Uh, no, he won't. No. No. No, he won't. Okay. Asim is gonna be in the backing tracks. Oh, okay. So yeah, you have a, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. we have to do that. But what I wanted to say about Asim's history before, yeah, yeah, about this visa thing is that um, his his story is quite, quite, actually very great. That uh, how he left from Pakistan and all, and he was in Wacken, the one of the biggest yeah, metal festivals yeah. in Europe in Germany. You don't have you to know explain Wacken. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, I just thought anyways. Yeah. <laughs> That he was in the front row in the audience in 2006 when Winter Sun we played there. Really? really? And now it's kind of funny that this year he was on stage. Yeah. With Winter Sun. Wow. Yeah. And that's at Bakken. That's yeah. quite a story. So that's cool. Yeah, that is. How his background is and where he's coming from and everything. So that's like the dream of every young metalhead in a yeah. band is being their favorite band. Yeah. And the thing is that what he says and what I say, because when it comes to my backgrounds as well, it's not that amazing, but uh, many small things. And be the big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sorry, guys. Just a second. Uh, you didn't require a photo pass. No, we're no, 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 we're good. Because that wasn't all this. Good. Yeah. And sometimes they just do that. Anyway. It worked. Are you guys all right? Here? Yeah. 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 I think. I think that's that's about twenty minutes. So. It's no, you can you can still yeah. continue if you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Whatever you're whatever you're good. So this this tour, you chose to bring. Did you guys decide on the opening acts or did the label tour? Actually, we did. We, we had influence on that. Um, that um, we were thinking which which artists would be suitable for us, and we ended up in Neo and Sarah because hearing their music and everything, like all the uh, the hype around them and everything. Right. So I neither of us had ever really heard of 
we were when we saw this, we were like, who is this girl that's on this tour with Winter Sun? And it's like, we were like, it's not a band or anything. And we looked her up, and she's an incredible guitar player. Yeah. So what would you guys? She was like a YouTube guitar player or something YouTube, like. Yeah. So you guys just saw her, and we're like, wow, we need to tour with this, this yeah, girl. Yeah, I was thinking that um, we were offered certain options for or looking for openers and opening acts, and then um, Sarah's name was one of them. There we started like checking out that who would be suitable for this tour. Yeah. And. Um, that's, what, that's how we came up with her. And with Neo, Neo is kind of like, a, they're kind of like a different, kind of like an entrepreneur band that did something special with the Patreon and like all the crowdfunding. Not just because of that, yeah. but the music style and the music way that they have is kind of like, we thought that they might be, this this might, this will make a nice match. Yeah. I thought it would be good to get some exposure for these two bands that you respect the way they're doing things. Because the main thing is the music. Yeah, with right, all the bands. of course. But also these other aspects were like kind of like, be cool to have a bit of different, different kind of bands where we come yeah. from and what we do, have them in the same package. Um, because you've, you've been in the music scene for so long, and you've probably been, you know, bands like Amorphous or Children of Bodom have probably taken you guys along on tours when you first started or whatever. Do you kind of like doing that for younger bands now or do you like to guide younger bands? Or are there younger bands in Finland that you want to kind of guide as you as you become an elder band in yeah, the world? Of course it would be. Uh, if, if I anyhow can influence on those things, uh, definitely. Yeah. I would like to have some guidelines. And, and have new, new cool talents on board. Winterson was always like, uh, we always kind of like did our thing. Right. The only support tours we've had were like uh, only two back in the days 2005 and 2006 in Europe, right. and then the one in Elevated 2005 and 2006 were with Hypocrisy Exodus in 2005, and with 2006 it was Avon right. and Mark. I, I meant not, not, um, Winter Sun specifically, but I meant more like, you know, Norther and all the bands you've been in over time, you know what I mean? Like, there's probably, you know, older bands kind of guide younger bands. So do you view that as a responsibility sometimes, or? I personally, I'm always there, not just regarding music, but whatever I can, be there and help, helpful if I can. Yeah. The older genre, actually, what I've experienced, though, hardly was a bit different. That you used at least how back in with Northern and and even not with Winter Sun that much, but maybe with Northern more years ago. That it was more like that you had to be very thankful to be on the road with someone. Oh, of course we were. Yeah. But how we were sometimes treated was actually not so equally. Right. Okay. And nowadays I think it's more like maybe the mentality or something has changed that the new newer people, younger bands, so to say, what, let's consider Winterson a younger band and a few others the same age. It's kind of like the treat, treating others or younger bands or direct bands. It's kind of like we're all human beings. Yeah. In the past, it's, I don't know, at least what I've experienced a lot, it used to be like a, 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 like a, like a hierarchy. Right, thing. and you think things are changing. We, which totally sucked ass, because I think everybody should be on the same level. Yeah. You um, have your job to do and you have to, your place to be in a certain time, but how you treat people, not just in music, but everywhere, should yeah. be equal. It's, so, I've noticed recently that, obviously, Finland has just a humongous metal the reputation around the world. But we seem to get over here is 
you know, the bands that have been around for a long time. You know, your Amorphous, Children of Bodom, you guys, Corpaclani, and Zephyrum. We don't seem to get younger, newer, we don't seem to hear about younger, newer Finnish bands over here that often. Yeah. Touring over here anyway. Is that? That's something that uh, it lacks. Uh, I have, I'm lacking a bit the info because I haven't honestly been following the music yeah. that much. Right. And I've been even starting to wake up myself now. Yeah. Recently that I should start listening more and see what's around there because being kind of like being into the older ones. Right, even that's, that's what I'm what listening I'm and everything too, you know? is kind of like. But uh, yeah, that's a that's kind of like a topic that I don't even. Now that I'm trying to think about new band, newer bands coming from Finland, I don't even come up with. Yeah, this, do you think that could be an issue that people rely here so much on the? In ten years from now, do you see the like? Do you see like you know once Amorphous maybe retires or Children of Bodom or whatever mm. bands that have been around for a very long time? Is there a younger generation of Finnish bands to take yeah, on yes, that? There is. There, there are tons of musicians and bands around. But I'm well, not there's they're the most most metal bands per capita, right? Right. So that is true, and it's still yeah. still is so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're just not getting them over here yet, but they're blossoming. Or so. Or maybe you're just not looking hard. Maybe I'm not. I feel like I'm on there. We, we might have all this here. All of us have the same problem. Where yeah. It's just we just listen to the bands. You. It's funny that to think about some of you these. In one of those bands, still yeah. listens to all the bands that you used can to listen. stuck with the older ones. Yeah. You listen to bands like that's you definitely with. my my thing. Is it's yeah. so hard for me to get new albums into my into my mm. rotation. Like there, for example, like I started. To, I had a slight break, but I started to listen a lot of black metal. But the black metal stuff that I listen, the old Emperor and all these things, the older, older bands. Yeah. And there has been no already a newer scene for many years with a lot of new bands coming out. Right. Yeah. We were, we've been like, we we're like, oh yeah, all the all the black metal we listen to is the same Emperor, Ma'am, you know, all the all old Norwegian stuff yeah, and yeah, yeah. and you know some Finnish stuff and Swedish stuff, but we don't really like. I'm like, oh man, I don't really know much about the new black metal world yeah, that's coming out. I see a lot of other guys are. My friends and everybody, they're actually more aware of the newer bands. Yeah. They listen to a lot of stuff and I now I start to realize that there's a tons. There's tons a, of tons. Of the music journals, it's just, I don't know, there are probably even more bands than it used to be and I'm just not seeing that because I don't follow it. Yeah. A lot of, it seems a lot of the black metal actually now is coming out of America than, yeah. than most places. Like they have a, they have a pretty good underground black metal scene. And uh, Vice, Vice actually has a documentary about it called One Man Metal. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. interesting. You should check it out. But in, from Europe, there are like bands, like newer bands now, called Batushka. Batushka. Yeah, they're from Poland. Okay. Like oh, yeah. the Hemodies. And they have their cool capes on and right. really yeah, cool I know stuff. A lot of, I feel like the new kind of trend with black metal isn't to be you know, this evil, big design. It's more like this very toned down, very, like your wolves in the throne room and some of these bands, they just stand there and play this atmospheric stuff rather than this fucking punch you in the face. Old yeah, school kind maybe. of black metal. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we're just old and wanted. <laughs> <laughs> the way we used to like it. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And there's like another band. Was it like MGLA? MGLA from Poland as well. Molar. I don't know. People always tell me I pronounce it wrong. Me too, unfortunately. But 
There's yeah, a lot of cool it looks like Megla, but it's it's not. I said yeah. that to a guy at a show. I was like, "Hey, uh, Megla, are they? I've heard of that band. Are they good?" He's like, "It's not Megla. It's Mula." Oh, sorry. But they're actually, when it comes to the Finnish bands, they used to be more glam rockish, but not like so, uh, like Shiraz Lane and um, Santa Cruz were actually getting a lot of. And Santa Cruz, but they just split up because, because yeah. of, I don't know what well, sort of drama was there. But but there are newcomers around. But maybe this kind of like maybe certain music genres go in waves. Because if you think about Corby Clonyes, uh Winter Sun, who else is there? Fintroll. Yeah, it's all maybe Fintroll. Yeah, and stuff. They all these bands, one way or the other, kind of like maybe more folkish. Yeah, uh, in the beginning. Yeah, or for more sure. like, or at least were labeled as that. Yeah, and you don't see too many new so, folk metal bands come out. Mm, but what is folk? You can use folk well, elements in whatever. Yeah. Band. The funny thing is, so is, is we have this of... argument on our show all the time because I'm a big power metal fan, okay? Mm. And he is not a power metal fan. But I find that Winter Sun and Bodum and a bunch of bands get have a power metal. They get labeled as having power metal influences yeah. or being labeled as power metal. Would you call yourself are you a power metal fan or is there power metal influences in your songwriting? Of course there is. But what yeah. is power metal? What exactly. is this, this journey? Yeah. You can like every, I think everything is so to each other for sure. Yeah, what is that? Not connected, but they're over each overlapping. other. Yeah, overlapping oh, yeah, or something. Yeah. So it's really really hard to say. Because yeah. I think it like Winter Sun was labeled, yeah, folk metal. Okay, yeah, it is. It has folk influences, but in the end, there's so many different folk elements yeah. as well. And if you think about Winter Sun's music, I think it's just, just the only thing I can describe the music because there's so many different elements. It's epic. And yeah. It. But yeah, no one's so. going to confuse it for a Blind Guardian song either, though. So. Yeah, Blind Guardian has folk metal elements. And everybody has. Exactly. <laughs> everything is everything. And yeah. when I was interviewing. Barney from Napalm Death. I said, "Oh, you know, you guys are this metal band." He goes, "Ah, he's like, we're not a metal band, we're a band." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. he's like, I, he's like, I'm sick of being put into a genre of, yeah, uh, defined as a genre because then it's like people are like, oh, you know, you can only tour with these grind bands, you can only tour with death bands. If you just yeah. say we're just a band, yeah. then you don't get lumped oh. into certain things, and then if you put out an album with different sounds, and no one." No one yeah. shits all over us, it. Us too, but I guess it's kind of like more like it's more like media's way to put up certain label for a band mm -hmm. that it's easier for the listeners to get interested. Yeah. Or, or this sort of a marketing idea, so to say. Right. Because exactly. on the other hand, if you say there's winters on, and how would you, what right. would you say? What kind of yeah. music is in words? Right. If you don't say anything, it's very lame. So you have to say something yeah, in a way. Something. It's like to mellow, get mellow death just kind of covers their mellow death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got but growls then, that, then and again, melodies. that is goddamn boring because it used to be that everything was mellow death. Yeah. yeah. Or it, it still is or whatever. Right. As if it has melodies and growls, it's mellow death. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so every <laughs> every band ever is mellow death, yeah, kind yeah. of? <laughs> All right, well, thanks a lot thanks for, a lot for this. doing this. A lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Have Thank a good you. show tonight. Definitely yeah. nice to talk with you guys. Yeah, forward to it. Awesome. Thanks. Take care. Yeah, have a good show, man. Yeah.